When you're in the market for a new car, you want a vehicle that conquers your daily commute, easily handles the elements, and looks great too. You need the reliability of a Toyota and the confidence that your investment will last. Why? Because after all the carpools, shopping trips, and weekends out, you want a car that still has plenty of miles left in it and holds its value for a great trade-in deal. That's where Toyota leads the pack as the number one resale value brand for 2024, according to Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. So check out the all-new, fully redesigned 2025 Camry or test drive a stylish and affordable Corolla sedan or hatchback. And remember, when you choose Toyota, you're not just buying a car for today, you're investing in trade-in value for tomorrow. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals, for more. Vehicles projected resale value is specific to the 2024 model year. For more information, visit kellybluebookskbb.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Toyota, let's go places. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast about how to make our lives happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. This week, we'll talk about one of our favorite ideas, the idea of choosing a one-word theme for the year, and ask the question, what is the most significant or successful resolution you've ever made? We'll also get to talk to the brilliant Chris Gillibo, host of the Side Hustle School podcast and best-selling author. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, you have some exciting news. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And yes, Gretch, I am so happy because we have a premiere date for Yay. The Fix. Yay. It is going to be premiering on March 18th, uh, which is a Monday at 10 p.m. on ABC. Um, and it's so it'll take over the spot that the good doctor is in um, and it'll be after American Idol. So we got the post American Idol spot, which is very exciting. Um, and I cannot wait for everyone to see the show. Finally. No, it's funny how even for me, who's heard so much about it, having a date of like March 18th, which I marked on my calendar, of course, it like now it feels you. real like this is going to happen. I'll post a link to the trailer, too, if you want to watch the trailer. Oh, the trailer's yes. up. And uh, so, Elizabeth, congratulations. It's, it's, thank it's, you. It's in the works. Yes, thank you, thank you. And of course, if anyone wants to hear about our journey to get here, they can listen to uh, Happier in Hollywood. And we talk all about the fix from the, <laughs> from the day we pitched it to um, finding out the premiere date. Yes. And Gretch, you have news as well. 
Yes, Elizabeth. Um, so this year, as I mentioned, is the 10th anniversary of the Happiness Project. And so uh, in celebration of that, I did something that people have asked me to do for years, which is to create a course. Uh, so I have created the Happiness Project Experience, which is this video course. And it's it's a way to give people structure and ideas and accountability. Uh, you know, people who want to do a Happiness Project and maybe have tried and failed or sort of don't mm. know how to get started. Um, I've sort of heard about all the the stumbling blocks that people run into. So I just I, I finally thought, okay, I'm going to put it together in this course. It's at courses.gretchenrubin.com slash happiness, which is a little bit of a thing. So I'll post a link in the show notes. So it's $12 a month for $120 for the entire 12 months if you join this week. And then after January 2nd, mm-hmm. it goes up to $15 a month, which is also $150 a year. And then registration closes on January 10th. And because it's a 12-month course and everybody sort of goes goes through it, um, it won't be open again until next January. And so if you're inclined to do it, sign up. And if you sign up this week, you'll get the discount. And so uh, I hope a lot of people will join me because I'm really looking really looking forward to, to launching this. And again, this week you get 20% off and then that the discount goes away. What's great, Gretchen, is for all the obligers out there, signing up for this will make them actually go through with their happiness projects. No, that's the idea. Yes. is like, <laughs> how do you get yourself to decide what to do and then follow through with it? So I hope a lot of people will tr- check it out. All right. And this week's Try This at Home tip, Elizabeth, is uh, one that we've talked about before, and we love this one. Uh, it's to choose a one-word theme for the year. Um, some 44% of Americans make New Year's resolutions, um, but you don't have to make a New Year's resolution. There's a lot of things to do. And this is the idea of picking one word or one theme that really kind of captures what you want your year to hold for you. Yeah, Gretch, you and I have been doing this for a long time, yes. and we always love picking our words um, and talking about it. It's just, I don't know, it, it, it feels like it gives life a little bit of more um, transcendence. Yes. And it, and it kind of reminds you what is your big overarching goal. Like I often do find myself coming back to the word or even your words from previous years where I'll be like, it kind of just rings in your head more uh, because it's just so mm-hmm. short. It's just one word. It's just one theme. Um, so let's just remind everybody of what some of your words have been. Uh, one of them was free time. One yeah. more free time. Style. Yeah. Yes. Hot Wheels. That was the year I got a car. Yeah. Novel. Um, that didn't work out so well. I did not write a novel. Home. Um, that was a good one for our renovation. Yes. Last year it was Control, which I think uh, didn't work out so well. And I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, how about you? What were your, what have been some of your words? Some of my words have been upgrade, where I wanted to sort of like, you know, improve mm. my processes and kind of my life. Uh, bigger. Uh, and one was lighten up because, you know, I get crabby and uh, mm-hmm. kind of drag things down. So I want to lighten up. Uh, repurpose was a really big one because I have so much material. I'm like, I have all this material. I should do more with it. And so I'm always, yeah. that's something that I come back to a lot, which is a really high value for me is repurposing because I have so much material. Delegate was last year. That was life changing because I got my assistant, Kyle, huge gold star to Kyle, who has allowed me to delegate a lot of things, particularly like scheduling. Um, he taught me mm. how to use a digital calendar, which is much more efficient, even though I'm very sad not to be using my file effects. So that for me, like it took a lot to make that shift. Um, so having the one word theme, I was like, this is the year of delegate. I need to, yeah. this is a big, big, Follow big priority. Through. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Gretchen, Sarah, my writing partner and I also do this as a team. I love we have this. our team theme. Yeah. So um, last year, 
for development. It was relentlessly entertaining. I love that. Love that. Um, and then we also had the word expand. We mm-hmm. wanted to, as a team, we wanted to, uh, you know, just expand what we do. Um, and then this year in episode 84 of Happier in Hollywood, we revealed our team theme for 2019, Ooh. which is explode. Ooh. Ooh. And that fits with your personal symbol, which you finally identified yes. as a lightning bolt. Yes. I, like, I, yes, I see this lightning right. bolt hitting the ground and exploding in that's creativity. Right. Oh, yes. Explode. That's yeah, good. explode is a good one. It's, uh, it's a high bar. I high mean, energy. Explode. We're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're going for it in 2019. <laughs> um, some other good ideas that people have mentioned that they've used as their one word theme for the year. Uh, so many of these are great: adventure, renew, mm. make, hospitality. Mm. Nature. I mean, you can see somebody who picks nature is going to have a very different kind of theme than hospitality. They're both good. Energize and rest. Sometimes they're like the opposite. Energize and rest. Uh, Finish, travel, Mm. health. Uh, Somebody said free, but it's free as in free from French fries. That's that immortal Mm. phrase, Elizabeth, Mm -hmm. that you used in uh, my book, Better Than Before, when you announced that you were going to be free from French fries. So they free like that. Um, now, so Elizabeth, what is yours going to be in 2019? Well, mine this year, Gretch, I'm um, changing it up a little bit. It's a number, number six. Ooh, that's intriguing. Is my theme for 2019. Um, and it's because we, as a type one diabetic, my the number of um, my A1C is very important. That's kind of yeah. how you judge how you're doing as a diabetic. Yeah. And I want to get my A1C to six, oh. 6.0, which oh. is a great number. And I also want to get back to a size six. Mm. Um, and these things kind of go together because definitely what you eat, you know, influences greatly your A1C. So it's it's a goal that is a, a mutually beneficial goal. So Gretchen, and what I love is a few weeks ago, I went to the self-care day hosted by um, one of my doctors, Dr. Suzanne Gilbert-Lenz. And I met a woman there uh, named Lauren, who's also a type one diabetic. And I, we were talking and I told her what my um, theme for 2019 was going to be. And she said, oh my God, that's going to be my theme. Yeah. And we decided to be accountability partners and we've started texting each other um, with our plans to keep each other on track with this goal. Um, yeah, and Gretchen, she happens to be a psychotherapist, so ah. I think that'll be helpful. Oh, great. Now, with this, can I, can I be my happiness bully self from time to time with this aim? I have, I have many thoughts. <sighs> oh, I'm sure you do. Well, you wouldn't be you if you weren't your happiness bully self. So, okay. Um, Try to yes. keep it under control. <laughs> yes. Yes. You just have to remember the way I do things isn't the way you do I know. Them, yes. So. Yes. Yes. I know. I know. I won't just be removing all carbs from my yep. diet. Yeah. Yep. Even if I should. Yeah. I know. I know. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited for the six. for Number for, six. Um, for my number six. And Gretch, how about you? What is your word? Well, my word is a word that's very close to other words that I've picked in the past. So I guess this is like something that I constantly want to do. And my word is growth. So I want to mm. grow everything. Like in every area that I'm working in, I want to grow. So I want to grow my aims for writing. I want to grow my aims in podcasting. I want to, you know, 
do better. I want to grow my network. I want to see more friends and like expand my friend network. And also with growth, it, it also includes this idea of metrics, which I almost mm. picked as my theme, but then I'm like, oh, I don't want to commit to metrics. That just sounds like too boring of a year. Like, I don't want to like look at the word, my word for the year and be like, metrics. but the thing is, there's so many metrics that I could look at and that would give me a lot of really interesting information. I'm just not good at looking at metrics and trying to make sense of them. And so this year, as part of growth, growth is very, it's very helpful to be informed as you're thinking about how to grow. So I'm trying to have growth be the the exciting word for me, but that also does include this like kind of spinachy word of metrics. Well, what's interesting to me about growth, Gretchen, is you had the word bigger before, yes. which, you know, is in a similar world yeah. to growth, but growth to me implies more of an internal, mm. there's an internal component mm-hmm. uh, more than bigger does. Because bigger is like a uh, visible change. Yes. Yes. Oh, I think that's a very subtle difference. Yes. And I want it to come from within. I want it to be a feeling of expansion and creativity coming from within. Yes. Great. Oh, yes. I'm going to I'm going to focus in on that. It's not just about getting bigger. It's about growing. Yeah. Um, So do you have any plans for how you're going to make growth happen? Um, I'm starting to keep a list of everybody I'd like to have lunch or coffee with. Um, Mm, That's a good idea. I'm going to I'm going to reflect on how to like what all the different areas are. So I need to sit down and kind of like make it concrete for myself. But um, I'm excited to do that now that I have my theme. Um, Well, I love watching you grow as your sister. Um, And Gretchen, here's another twist on the one word theme for the year from one of our listeners. This comes from Jayanne, who says, At the beginning of each month, I change the wallpaper of my laptop and my phone. I choose a theme for the month, and I use a photo, illustration, or drawing to symbolize it. December is, of course, related to the holidays, so I picked Christmas lights. November was the month that I tried to enjoy every day regardless of the weather, so it was raindrops. September was orange leaves to welcome the fall season and to remind me to spend as much time as possible outside. August was palm trees as a reminder to soak the last bits of sun and enjoy the nice weather. Yeah, so oh, this, I love that idea. Yeah, and so this is a different way. She's kind of got a one-word theme for the month, but you could but it's interesting to think about how would you play out your one-word theme or your one-phrase theme into kind of different areas to remind you of whatever it is that you're trying to focus on. So I think that was like a really creative fun way to include a little bit of whimsy along with, uh, a, you know, really thinking about aims. Yes. Thank you, JN. So let us know if you do try this at home and how choosing a one word or one phrase theme for the year works for you. And of course, tell us your word, tell us your phrase. Um, it's so fascinating to see what people pick. So creative. Yes. And why they pick it. That's what's really interesting too. Absolutely. Um, let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes for this episode. Go to HappierCast.com slash 201 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we've got an existential scheduling hack. But first, this break. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, 
you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. I now work with a team, and I am here to say that finding the right candidate and hiring the right candidate is one of the very biggest and most important challenges to anyone who has a small business. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. There are some stories about our father's life that I truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, his retelling of the events always brings me joy. Just in time for Father's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all his stories for our family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your father or father figure's life for years to come. And, Gretch, you get a book of all these stories. And I love just keeping a book on the coffee table and anyone from any generation can see a story from dad, like what was his favorite toy or what was his first job. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Give all the fathers in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to StoryWorth.com happier. That's StoryWorth.com happier to save $10 on your first purchase. So this, this happiness hack comes to us from Heather, um, and it's related to a try this at home that you and I talked about uh, back in episode 56, where we talked about why you might want to schedule time to worry. So she sort of takes this to the next level. Yeah, Heather says, I am a parent coach. This was my side hustle for the last couple of years, and I have just launched officially. And one idea I offer my clients frequently is marking something two weeks out on your calendar. As parents, many things come up that can make us worry or wonder if everything is okay. For instance, friendship issues, conflict around screen use, and, or health concerns. Many things, big and small, can cause worry, and most of them resolve themselves with a little time and attention, but can feel so murky in the beginning. Here's where the marking two weeks on your calendar comes in. Once you realize something isn't going well and you think it through and come up with a plan or thoughts on the situation, you can mark two weeks out on your calendar and know that you will be prompted to check back in with that issue in two weeks. You don't need to hold it in your mind and you know you've put the first steps of change into motion. Many things with parenting move in the right direction over time once we identify the issue. Using this calendar trick allows us to clear space in our mind, which leads to calmer parenting and a calmer life. That's a great idea. I think this is a great idea because it relieves you, your mind. You know, you don't have to stay awake at night, like thinking and thinking and thinking about it because you know, I've started the process and in two weeks, I'm going to reevaluate it. It's interesting because in law, there's this, you talk about something being ripe and being ripe mm. means that it's ready to be decided. If something isn't ripe, mm. it's not appropriate for anybody to try to figure it out because it's too early. And so here it's kind of like allowing something to become ripe so that it's really, because it's, it's at a point now where you can take action. Oh, that's great. I love that idea. You know, and another thing I think it does is it minimizes impulsivity because I think sometimes when things go wrong, you want to react in the mm. moment. Like you're going to immediately just yep. pick up the call, the phone and like 
call another parent or call the school and like get into it. It's like this is a process where it's like, okay, some things have to be dealt with right away, but sometimes like you can take your time and maybe with a little distance and a little time, you will reevaluate the situation. Yeah, it reminds me of what someone once told me about parenting, which is whatever you're worried about today, you could be positive that a year from now, you'll be equally worried about something entirely different. (laughs) That is a great reminder. Um, So thank you, Heather. Thanks, Heather. Okay, listen, now it's time to talk to Chris Gillibo. Um, In this cluster of episodes, we've been talking about different approaches that we can use to set ourselves up to make 2019 a happier, healthier, more productive, more creative year. We talked about the one word theme we just discussed, 19 for 2019, designing your own happiness project, et cetera. And there's an, another really great idea that we learned about from the brilliant Chris Gilbo. So we decided we'd try to get him in to talk about it. Yes. And Chris Gilbo, if you don't know, is the host of the terrific podcast Side Hustle School. He's also the author of many blockbuster New York Times books, such as Born for This, Happiness of Pursuit, The $100 Startup, and others. And he is the founder of the massive conference World Domination Summit. Chris is one of the most thoughtful people talking about work, purpose, productivity, and how to create the lives we want. Now, Chris lives in Portland, but he travels constantly. In fact, he's visited every country in the world. And as luck would have it, he's here in New York City today. And so I got to have him come in here with me in the studio in Midtown, New York. So, Chris, thank you for joining. Thank you so much for having hey, me. Hey, Chris. Hey, Liz. Hey, Gretchen. It's so funny with your podcast. I, I hear your disembodied voice constantly, but now I can actually see your <laughs> yeah, face. That's right. You're yeah. in the studio. Yes. I'm excited. And you guys can't see. I'll post a post in the show notes, but Chris and I are bizarrely coordinated in our outfits. It's like if we had tried... Mm-hmm. For months, we couldn't have pulled this off. I've known you a long time, Gretchen. I know, we just like nine mouths, so that's great. Um, well, so Chris, you you think so deeply about work, and, and, and I don't even want to say productivity, because really you're thinking about how do you have the life you want, which is really more transcendent and big. And there's this really intriguing process that you have followed for many years and has evolved with you. Um, about how to think think back in order to think forward, too. So we wanted you to come on and kind of talk us through how to, how to go about it and what to try to achieve with it. Sure. Well, I think you used the word retrospective the other day, which I also liked. Like, I, I call it an annual review, but it is a bit of a mm-hmm. retrospective in, you know, one part looking back and then one part looking forward. And yeah. I tend to do it at the end of the year, right? But I think anybody, if you're listening later, you could do it at any time. Right. So the retrospective mm-hmm. part is essentially like, okay, let me just look back over my year, answer two pretty simple questions. What went well? You mm-hmm. know, so what went well this year? make a list of some things, and then also what did not go well. And I, I tend to like space that out a little bit. I do this whole process over the course of a week. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a week mm. full time, but mm-hmm. it's like, you know, a little bit, an hour or two each day over the course of a week. So on the first day, it might be like, what went well this year? Let me kind of look back and make a list of accomplishments or things I was proud of or, you know, just something that I, that I felt, you know, I did a good job at or otherwise went well. And do you review your calendars or do you kind of look around your your office or what how do you how do you refresh it's it's amazing how much can happen that you forget about well that's the thing that's the thing you know i would say like even if you have a challenging year i bet if you look back you're going to see some good things you're yeah. going to be able to see like wow you know so I, I do look a little bit at the calendar i also look at the goals that i set the previous year ah. which i'll come to in a moment mm, about yeah. the forward looking thing you know but i think you can also just start intuitively if you just ask yourself like you know what if i think about this year if i go back to january or wherever i'm starting in the calendar 
if I think forward, you know, what went well? Just making some lists, and I just find that to be kind of an affirming process. And that's how, that's how I begin the whole thing. Right. And Chris, I'm curious, is this personal and professional or just professional? It is both, absolutely. Okay. It, it is both, you know. And I think when I started it, you know, I, I started doing this more than 10 years ago. I was I was mostly thinking about professional goals at the time. Mm -hmm. um, but like Gretchen said, it's definitely evolved. And so now it's a, it's a very integrative approach. And so I'll look back and say, oh, well, professionally, you know, this went well. Like I did the podcast, you know, every single day this year. Right. I mean, um, that, yes. That's great. We brag, we brag about doing it once a week without taking <laughs> yeah. a break. You're on 200. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. But, yeah, but you're on like 780 or well, something. Yeah. That's, that's the trick that's is to insane. do it every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing. Um, but then yeah. also, yeah, personally, like I think, oh, I ran a marathon this yes. year and I didn't didn't even plan to do that last year it just kind of happened along the way so I and you had an injury so that's like mm -hmm. you've got an injury you've got recovery mm -hmm. like these are things that to you are very meaningful right. yeah right so it's not so much about like I don't think anybody else in the world you know cares about this list or whatever but it's just a personal thing uh, to kind of realize okay you know here's where I was a year ago and here's where I am now well right. one thing that we we found has really resonated with our listeners is the idea of a tada list that mm -hmm. people are always yep. saying I, I to do this but it's like sometimes you have to pause and be like oh my gosh you know, like Elizabeth, mm -hmm. with you, with your 19 for 2019, there's a lot you didn't do. You're 18 for 2018. There's a lot you didn't do, but there's a lot you did do. And mm -hmm. so exactly. something like this right. reminds you, wow, there's whole things that I took care of mm -hmm. that I maybe for forgot to give myself the little gold star that I deserve right. because uh, I didn't make a list. I didn't kind of reflect on how much happened in just a year. Right. And I think people are resistant to goal setting for all sorts of reasons. I mean, you've, you've talked about this. Maybe one of them is they, they fear that failure or they feel like yes. they're going to set something it's not going to mm -hmm. work out and that's that's all right that's just that's part of it right but i think also like i said when you look back you're going to see all these other things you know that you did you did do yeah so the second part is like okay let's be honest with ourselves and say what did not go well right you know maybe i set some that's goals. that's got to be the harder it, it can be but i think it's just good to face reality mm -hmm. and just just mm -hmm. make your list and say here's what did not go well and uh you know i had a goal of of learning a lot more about meditation this year didn't work out so well. You know, mm -hmm. I tried it. I downloaded the app, you know, and did it for a while. Um, it never really stuck for some reason. Well, so, you know, yeah. that's, and that's okay. I'm just going to acknowledge that. Just going to, you know, move on. But the fact is you success, you, you tried. Right. So in a way you get, you, you tried it and it didn't work. Right. Um, uh, do you see a pattern in kind of like, do you, then do you try to l draw lessons from it or from what worked and what didn't work, or how do you well, how do you then reflect? Sure. On it? Well, to me, it kind of informs what happens next. So I actually spend a lot mm -hmm. more time in this process, the retrospective, the annual review. I spend a lot more time looking forward. So I say, if I do it over the course of a week, like an hour or two each day, it's only those first two days that are kind of looking back. The rest of it is okay. Mm -hmm. What happens next? You know, mm -hmm. what do I want? you know, the next year of my life to be like. And then, as we said, personal and professional goals. And from there, I have like a number of categories. I have like 10 to 12 different categories. And there's a free tool, which you're welcome to post on the show notes. Yes, I will. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned wow. that. Wow, yes. I was going to say, yep. we need a chart for this. Course, I have a chart. So, I have a spreadsheet. Chris, okay. Chris, is there a free downloadable resource for absolutely. Chris? Yes, there yes. is. Absolutely, absolutely. And Go to sidehustleschool.com uh, and you will find more useful resources than you can use in 2019. But yeah, <laughs> we course. will post a link to this one. And you can customize it and modify it however yeah. you see fit. Um, but I have a number of categories, and some of these will probably be the same for a lot of people, and some will be different. So you can have a category for your health, your wellness, your fitness, um, for your mm. business, if you have a business, or whatever your kind of work is, uh, for your relationships. And then I try to set you know an average of three to five goals per category. 
Ooh. Right. Mm. So for example, if I'm writing a book, it's like, oh, I'm going to complete the, the manuscript for my next book next mm. year. Uh, a relationship goal that I added a couple years ago that was really, that was really good. I said, uh, you know, every day this year, I'm going to write or text or phone a friend. I'm going to try oh, to reach out to mm. a friend every single day. Ooh, you know. Elizabeth, I sense a try this That's at home. That's a great one. And it can just be yes. a quick thing. You know, it doesn't yes. have to be a long thing. Yes. It's just like try a quick thing. Try this at home. So, and so would you just be like, hey, man, thinking of you? Or like, oh, I heard the song on the radio and that like cracked me up? Or It can be a variety of things. Like it's meant to be a very loose structure, right? Yeah, so yeah. it can be something like quick, a quick text. It can be... Maybe actually, you know, reaching out to somebody in more detail. Yeah. There's somebody important in your life that you realize, actually, I need to reconnect with this person. And then I'm also mm -hmm. not super rigid about it. Like, my goal is to do it every single day. I probably didn't do it 365 days, but I think I probably did right. it more than 300. And so to me, that's, that's wow. good. I'll, I'll count it. And probably there were days where, like, with one thing or another, you were in contact with three people. Right, probably. Yeah. Right. right. So <laughs> yeah. setting a series of goals based on categories and then eventually kind of putting it all, putting it all together. And have you ever like looked at it and been like the what went well, what didn't go well, and sort of had a kind of an epiphany about your life that you had <laughs> like you know you're sort of like wow mm -hmm. I, like I, I missed the forest for the trees. Mm, that's good. That's good. I think I've had it both ways. I think I've had it where like you've talked about like the number of things you can accomplish in a year is a lot, right? Yeah. We're always focused on our days, mm -hmm. but we can do so much, you know, if you plan it out and the choices we make in the short term affect what we can do in the long term. If you want to write a book, you can't just do that in a day, et cetera, et cetera. But then I think also, yeah, I have been sometimes looked back and said, oh, I, I, I focused so much on this thing that I kind of missed something big over here, forest for trees, just like you said. And so, uh, you know, we, we can't change what's happened in the past, but again, we can use that to inform what we do next year. You know, maybe I need to, to balance more in this area. You know, like I had a, a basic fitness goal, you know, this one year, but I'm really not that feeling, feeling that good about myself. I need to actually kind of take this up a level and do something different. So it, it can inform priorities. Chris, do you ever um, review your chart like during the year? Yeah, when I started doing this, like I said, more than 10 years ago, I built a little quarterly review process into it. So, ah. you know, I would do it, you know, three other times throughout the year. But I think I've kind of gotten away from that, and now I just I just do the bulk of it like at the end of the year, and then a lot of my stuff is kind of set from there. Like my professional goals, I kind of know what I'm doing from month to month, right? Uh, so I don't necessarily need to go back to it, but I do think it's healthy to to look back on our goals, you know, monthly, quarterly, every so often. Well, I'm in a group with two other people, and I think I think I write about this in the Happiness Project, and we're like all sort of writers, um, and we just get together and sort of talk about career issues, and we do this, we do a version of this together, and I have to say, I don't know that I would have like to sit down and do it over the course of a week. I'm not, I think I would find that challenging to do, but we sit down and like, we all look at our calendars and we all do a piece mm -hmm. of paper and we, and we, and we're all working silently. But I do find, I feel like if you're somebody who thinks like, I don't know that I could do it like Chris and kind of on my own, you could also do it with friends. Mm -hmm. And then Absolutely. it sort of becomes like, we use magic markers and sometimes we've oh, had that's stickers. Fun. That's fun. Yeah. And so you mark mm -hmm. it up and yeah. um, it, and it is remarkable uh, how you, how clarifying it is. Yes. I think that is the core value. I think that is yes. the essence of it, right? Because there's so many different ways you can do it. You know, my, my method isn't magic. It's just worked for me. Yes. And so you have to figure out what works for you. But, but just being intentional, clarifying yes. your values, and then associating goals with those values, I think it's powerful. Yeah. Well, Gretchen, it reminds me of our happiness demerits. We give ourselves mm -hmm. demerits so that we can sort of shine a light on what we're not doing right and hopefully change it, not yes. so much to just beat ourselves up. Yes. And this is a kind of a version of that, looking, seeing what you did 
you didn't do right and then hopefully changing it. I mean, do you find, Chris, that it's easier to, like, if you don't accomplish something or something didn't go well, do you sort of tweak your approach for the next year? Yeah, I think you have to ask yourself, okay, why did it not go well? Yeah. You know, and sometimes I have had goals repeatedly that I'm just not achieving. And so I think in, in those mm -hmm. cases, maybe those aren't the right goals. Right. You know? You're going to have to change mm -hmm. something else major in your life to accommodate that. Or you can just say, maybe that's not what I should be doing. Yeah, yeah. That's all right, too. Right. Abandon a project. Well, that's yeah, a huge yeah. insight. Yeah. Sometimes you don't have the right goals. Yeah. Right. And there's, a lot, there's also a lot of power in letting go of stuff, right? Yeah. And letting go huge. of a project. And that's huge. another reason why I think people are afraid to set goals. You know, because they're like, if I do this, I'm going to be stuck in this structure. Yes. You know, I, I what if I don't want to do yeah. six months from now what I said I was going to? Well, then don't do it. Right. It's your goal. Right. right? Mm -hmm. But I think this can actually be really empowering because a lot of us do have goals that require, again, short-term choices to achieve these long-term results. And so if you, if you can figure out what those are and then, you know, adjust your life to fit that, I think you're actually going to be happier in the long run. Right, right. But Chris, you've talked about how over you've been doing this for a long time and kind of your feelings, your emotions around it have changed, have evolved. So right. how, how, how are you feeling about it now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, let's see, a couple of things have changed. Well, when I started it, I was in the midst of this, you know, 10-year project to go to every country in the world. Yes. And that kind of informed a lot of other things. I mean, in terms of travel and, and projects and everything else. Um, and then I, I finished that. Yes. You know, and so then I, I was still obviously doing the process, um, but I began to think of it differently uh, I began to think a little bit more about those like other goals, relational goals, spiritual goals, wellness, and so on. So that kind of shifted a bit. Um, I still have the spreadsheet format, and I know people are, are using that. For me, I'm, I'm actually just kind of making more lists now, uh -huh. so more of like a list mm. kind of um, based process. I think there have been a couple other other tweaks along the way. One year, I just didn't have a very good year, and, and the annual review just kind of fell apart, uh, <laughs> to be totally honest. You were um, like, okay, actually, I'm just going to move forward, just going to throw I mean, that yeah, one kinda, over my shoulder. Did, actually. I mean, I mean, yeah. I did. Well, uh, that's good to know, too. Yeah. It's like, maybe you don't want to review the year. You yeah. just want to shut the door. Sure. And... You know, we'll start over then. Start over, you know? Yeah. So one year out of 10, that was like, the only thing that happened. So. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Chris is a rebel. You're a rebel, Chris, <laughs> right. so that probably impacts how you approach this. Yeah, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. I mean, I, I bet Gretchen has a lot of insights on this because I've always been <laughs> a rebel, but also a planner, you know, yes. and I really do want to, to yeah. be clear on what I'm doing. And all no, that you're thing. very unusual rebel in that <laughs> a lot of rebels kind of can't tell themselves what to do, mm. but you're a rebel who tips to questioner, I think. And mm. so you, you're like, it's, you, some rebels think, are like, you can't tell me what to do. And you're more like, only I can tell myself what to mm. do. So it's not about mm. resisting other people. It's more like I need to follow my own inner voice. Mm -hmm. And so, and you're very self-directed. Um, I've got the fifth tendency. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and so, and then you've, you, you've talked to people about this for years. I know that you have, you know, this huge, all these people who are following you. What is like a stumbling block or like, is there like a pro tip you would give to somebody who's intrigued by this? They're going to go try to do it. Are there like common mistakes or mis misconceptions? Sure. Um, so I think we've touched on it a bit. It's, you know, first of all, do it in your own way. If you, if you kind of mm -hmm. run into some resistance at some point, feel free to, to modify the template. Make your own template. You know, it's, it's your thing. Um, and again, I think the other resistance is like, I'm a free spirit. Mm. I don't want to set goals. Ah. You know, and yeah. my, my gentle pushback on that is this is going to help you. Yes. This is going to help you do more of what you want to do. It really will, mm -hmm. and and again, if you want, if you don't like it, or if you need to modify as you go along, then do that too. Like I really think this is going to going to help a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, I love this idea, and I want to do it um, with Sarah, my writing partner. Yeah. I think it would be super mm -hmm. valuable for us because we had a huge year, 
And, um, and I would love to look at it and make plans for next year. Um, so thank you, Chris, for thank coming you, in thank and you, talking you, to us about the annual yeah. review. Yes, and Side Hustle School is part of the Onward Project, so it's like the team, the I'm three, yeah, 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 the three, yes. the three team members right. with Happier in Hollywood. Going We're into all next year. Yes, Onward. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Chris. Onward and upwards. Thank you. Now, um, a couple weeks ago, we talked about how we're now going to do listener answers. This is a segment where we're going to throw out a question and ask for listener answers because we get the most brilliant answers to the questions that we discuss. And um, so we have a listener question to ask for listener answers. Yes, this is a great one, Gretchen. Um, And it comes from Rika. She says, instead of hearing about the resolutions people are making for the next year, it would be so interesting to hear a successful resolution that they made in the past, maybe the best or most significant resolution they've ever made. It would be great to hear what your favorite resolutions were and your listeners. To give an example, I decided to read 52 new to me books this year. I'm a notorious rereader and thought I'd push myself into reading something new. It's been amazing. I have so far read about 70 books and I'm going to continue this next year. So that would be the best resolution I've made. I'd really be interested to hear what resolutions have made the most difference in people's lives. I mean, I'm dying of curiosity already. I want to know the answer to this question. This would be fascinating to know. You can, yes. We can give great ideas for ourselves, but it's also be so telling to know what really what really boosts people's happiness? I mean, what what does work? <laughs> yes, so send us those emails, everybody. Yeah, yeah, we really want to know. Coming up, Gretchen gives herself a repeat demerit. But first, this break. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Gretch, it is time for demerits and gold stars, and you are up this week with a happiness demerit. 
Oh, yeah. And I've given myself this demerit so many times. I have my 12 personal <laughs> commandments. It's one of my personal commandments. It's just like something that I cannot stop myself from doing. And okay, so my, my personal commandment is to spend out. And this is to remind myself mm. to use things up, to put things into mm-hmm. circulation, not to hold things back, not to hold ideas back, not to hold things back. And yet it's so hard. Not to, to hold a good t-shirt back. Okay. So yes, nice transition because Elizabeth, years ago, a couple years ago, you said to me, you need a pair of low, uh, low heeled, low boots. And I was like, you're exactly mm. right. This is the thing I need. So I went out and I got them and they were great. And I wear them constantly to the point where I'm like, what I really need is another pair of like slightly different ones that will serve a slightly different function, but that I will be as enthusiastic about as these boots that Elizabeth told me to buy that was such a big success. You know where this is going. I got the boots. Not wearing. 10 it. days ago. And I'm like, but they're so perfect and they're so mm. nice. And like, they're like, and I'm like, the days are like, winter is passing. Like, I need to wear these now. And yet it's like, yes. I, every day I'm like, today is the day I'm going to wear the boots. It's like, how hard is it to wear a pair of boots? And yet here I am. I'm wearing the other boots. I'm here in the studio. Mm-hmm. I can pair, like, I'm wearing the old, my old. And it's not like these are more comfortable or it's just like, they're so pretty and fresh and yes. perfect and clean. Yes. That I just feel yeah. like, it's like untrodden snow that I don't want to disturb. But I know, like, what's the point of having these boots if I don't wear them? So I got like, it just Elizabeth, tell me, go home, Gretchen, put on the boots the minute you get home. Yes, wear the boots today. Wear yes. them tonight. Okay, I'm valid. Wear them tonight, and then once you've worn them once, you'll wear them yes. all the time. Yes. I have this with shoes, Gretchen, because you know they often have like come in tissue paper in the shoe box. Yes. And there's something, I have a very hard time <laughs> removing shoes from that crisp, crinkly yes. tissue paper. Yes. I get immense joy out of having them in the box, like just like, I don't know, like they're, they're incubating in there. So I understand, but it's really true that, you know, you need, if you have them, you need to wear them. So yeah. spend out. Yeah. Um, uh, in fact, I have a new pair of silver loafers that I have not taken out of the box. Okay. So we're both going to do this. Inspired by your demerit, <laughs> I'm going to wear my silver loafers. Okay, we're both going to do this today. Today we're going to wear okay. them, at least for a half an hour. Um, you're going to okay. be walking around in like your pajamas and your, your silver loafers just yeah. to like get it yeah. done. Um, so what's your gold star? Take us up. Well, I am giving uh, a gold star to Sarah, my writing partner, and me. Um, because we took a little, uh, team retreat to Ojai. Um, you know, we love Ojai, California. Um, and we go there, um, sometimes to sort of refresh and rejuvenate. And we were so crazed this year. Um, as you know, doing our show, what I give ourselves the gold star for, the gold star for is that, um, in the height of our insanity, Sarah got an email um, from the Ojai Valley Inn and Spa, which we love, um, with, that was 40% off in wow. December. Wow. And right then she said, she forwarded it to me and she said, should we make a plan to go? And I said, yes. And that day we booked two nights at the Ojai Valley Inn and Spa, 40% off. And um, we had that was like the beacon that we were looking forward to um, for weeks and weeks. And we went and we had the most amazing time. And we um, not only relaxed and refreshed, but we also um, happened to be productive, although that was not our goal. It just happened as often does when the two of us are together. Um, So I'm proud of us for, despite everything going on, taking the time to make that plan, follow through on the plan, 
and um, having a great retreat to Ojai. No, I think that's one of the problems with when you're really, really busy is you. it seems like too much work to plan even to take time off or to rejuvenate. So yes. you get in this downward cycle because it, it takes mental energy to be like, when would we go? Who's going to make the reservation? You know, just so yes, gold star, yeah. um, because then you have this wonderful payoff. And going in December was great because it was really empty. So it felt like our own personal resort. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Choose a one word theme for the year. Let us know what one word or one phrase theme you pick. Thank you to our terrific guest, Chris Gillibo. Listen to his daily podcast, Side Hustle School. It's part of the Onward Project, the family of podcasts, along with this one and Happier in Hollywood, yes. about how to make your life better every day. Thanks, too, to our producer, Bob Tabador, and to everybody at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. As always, if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting app, and rate and review us. We really appreciate it. Speaking of appreciation, thank you to everyone who has pre-ordered Outer Order Inner Calm. It really does help me. I get a report every week, so I know that people mm. have been pre-ordering, and I so appreciate it. It really, really gives a boost to the book. And remember, if you want the pre-order bonus, you just submit your order number or your receipt at outerorderinnercalmbook.com. That's the tricky part. It's outerorderinnercalmbook.com. Or you can just email me if you can't remember that. Again, if you want to register for my new video course, it opens today. Join at courses.gretchenrubin.com slash happiness and get 20% off when you join this week. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward.